Hello and welcome to my podcast. If you are new here, I'm Evangelist Caroline Baird. So glad you decided to hop on today. This is our journey with Jesus and today we will be talking about having faith in God and always, always, always praising him and worshiping him even during hard times and during these hard times, knowing that we can trust him, that his ways are the best way and whatever he's got planned is for the best and also today, if I sound a little bit rough, it's because I'm I'm getting over a cold and I still kind of sound like a frog, but I was like, Mm-mm, the devil is not going to stop me from recording this podcast. Um, Before we get started, though, I wanted us all to get together and pray for Florida. They are going through a hard time right now. As you guys know, um, Hurricane Ian hit them pretty hard and... A lot of their houses are demolished, people are without power, and a lot of loved ones have passed away, and I just wanted us to get together and pray for them. All right, here we go. Hello, Heavenly Father. Thank you for this day. Thank you so much for this day. Thank you for giving me a voice to speak to the people on this podcast. All of my strength comes from you, and thank you for all of the listeners on the podcast, God speak, speak words through me today. Speak truth through me today, God. Let what you speak through me impact these people in any, any way that you have planned for them. And we all just wanted to come on here today, God, and ask you to be with those people that were affected by Hurricane Ian. And during this hard time, ultimately help them to not lose faith in you and that you you have you have this all in your hands. You are a way maker. You are a miracle worker. You are a provider. And for all the loved ones of them that passed away, be with those families during this hard time. And for their houses that were demolished, give them shelter now, God, if that's what they need. Give them food if that's what they need. And ultimately give them funds to uh, to get back up on their feet and we just we thank you that you do have this world in your hands even when hard stuff like this is going on. Amen. Alrighty, so we are going to be starting out in Acts 16, verse 16. I will be reading from the NIV version. I'm going to read chunks as we go along and then kind of talk about what's going on. If you want to grab your Bibles and read along with me, and then we will kind of summarize everything at the end. Before we get into it, let's go ahead and set the scene of what is going on. So we see back in chapter 15 that Paul and Barnabas actually had a sharp disagreement. And this disagreement caused them to actually separate ways. And Barnabas went along with Mark and Paul left with Silas. And as they were traveling, they actually came to a place called Lystra where they found Timothy. And Paul was like, Timothy, you are coming on this journey with me. And they continued going to different regions and cities. And even the spirit was like, "Mm, you are not going to that place. You are going to go here. And one night, Paul actually had a vision that a man in Macedonia was saying, come to Macedonia and help us. And after Paul had this vision, he immediately knew that was God telling him to go to Macedonia. So then they traveled to a few more places and they ended up in Philippi. And they stayed, They were staying in Philippi for a few days, and they were going out to pray, and then they found a woman named Lydia, and she absolutely loved God, so they shared the gospel of Jesus Christ with her. And she, her heart was opened up to it, and her and her members all got, her and the members of her family all got baptized, and she had encouraged Paul and his crew to stay with her, and they did. 
Alrighty, so we have made it to chapter 16, verse 16, so let's go ahead and get into it. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are the servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. All right, so in verses 16 through 18, we see that there is this demon-possessed woman that can tell the future, and her owner, she doesn't even make the money from it. Her owners are the one that make the money from it. And we see that what she was actually saying was very much true. These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you to be the way to be saved. And so why, why do you guys think that... Paul was so annoyed with her that he casted out the demon in her. And even though what she was saying is very, very true, Paul was smart in seeing that the devil was behind this. She was demon-possessed, and even the devil knows the Bible. And often, he he can most definitely approach people with the truth and then later deceive them. And Paul was smart in seeing that. And he also, we see that he had great faith that by casting out the the demon in Jesus' name, he had great faith that that demon was going to come out of her, and it did. Let's continue. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. All right, so we see in verse 19 through 24 that after Paul had cast the demon out of the slave woman, her owners were angry. They knew they would not be taking making any more money off of her, so they took Paul and Silas into the city, brought them before the authorities, expressed how these people were Jews and they could not be doing this, and then a crowd joined around them and magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods and then then after they were severely flogged they were thrown into a prison and the jailer had to take very good watch over them and uh, we see here that paul never spoke up though about being a roman citizen um at this time roman citizens were had a lot of rights compared to other people that were there they had a right to a trial before being accused or beaten or anything and Paul he never spoke up though he he endured all of this for the gospel of Jesus Christ and we're going to see later on he was actually rejoicing throughout all of his pain and Paul and Silas were both rejoicing and praising the Lord while they were in jail and I just think that's incredibly awesome that they they endured all all of these beatings all for Jesus that's how important the gospel of Jesus Christ was to them nothing was going to stop them from sharing the gospel and of course they had god with them throughout this entire time all righty moving on to verse 25 about midnight paul and silas were praying and singing hymns to god and the other prisoners were listening to them 
Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison door open, he saw his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. So we see here at this point that it is midnight in the jail and I've never been to a Roman jail back in this time, but I most definitely know it was not a great place to be. Um, their feet were fastened to stocks. They had, there was most definitely like animals and rats probably crawling around the place. They still had their wounds and their beatings from earlier on in the day. They most definitely were in pain. However, they were singing hymns and praying to God throughout this time. In this just horrible place they were in, they still found their joy in God and they still had faith in God. And then even the other the prisoners were listening to them. And then we see an earthquake that shakes the prison foundations, breaks off the chains, the doors come opened up, and we know right here that this earthquake was God. This earthquake did not just happen by chance. This earthquake was from God, God himself. And I love God's supernatural power. God shows up in the most mighty, mighty, powerful ways. And in this way was an earthquake. At this point, the prison guard had woken up and he had thought the prisoners had all escaped and he was about to kill himself because he knew that he was going to be killed. And Paul was like, no, 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 like, don't harm yourself. We are all here. Continuing on in verse 19, the jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, sir, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. He and his house was he and his whole household. Wow, so we just totally see a miracle here in verse 30. The jailer's asking what he must do to be saved. And that's incredible because you know that he knew what these guys were standing for, hearing them praise and singing hymns and prayer. And then he sees this miraculous way that God supernaturally showed up with the earthquake. And he's like, all right, guys, like, I believe you. What must I do to be saved? And they share the gospel with him. And then him and his whole household were saved. And even the jailer, he took up to wash the wounds that he had actually been a part of giving those people, giving Paul and Silas. Continuing in verse 35, when it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order, release those men. The jailer told Paul, the magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can leave. Go in peace. But Paul said to the officers, they beat us publicly without a trial, even though we are Roman citizens and threw us into prison. And now do they want to get rid of us quietly? No, let them come themselves and escort us out. The officers reported this to the magistrates. And when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to appease them and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. After Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house where they met with the brothers and sisters and encouraged them. Then they left. 
We see amazing news here. Paul and Silas are free to leave the jail. And the jailer probably told him this with great joy. And he was like, go in peace. And Paul was like, uh-uh. No, no, no. They beat us publicly without a trial, even though we are Roman citizens, and then threw us into this prison. Paul was like, no, let them come themselves and escort us out. Why do you think that Paul wanted to be escorted out? It wasn't because he cared about him or Silas. It was because he cared about the church that was starting in Philippi. And he was like, no, we want this this church to stay pure and clean. We are not going to be walking out of here like we are criminals because we did not do anything wrong. You guys will escort us out. And the magistrates had heard of this, and I'm sure that they were embarrassed. And they came to escort Paul and Silas. And uh, then Paul and Silas went back to meet with Lydia. And you know what they did after being through this this whole trial in the prison? They just encouraged Lydia and then they left. Like, they were just as if, oh, we were just in prison yesterday. Yep, it was all good, guys. We are here to encourage you, though. Like, that's awesome. They were still just, they on their mind, they had God. And on their mind, they had this church of Philippi on their mind. They had, they did not even, it did not even bother them that they were in prison. Alrighty, let's recap it up. So we see that Paul and Silas are going out to try to find a place to pray. And they come across this woman who can tell the future. She's demon possessed and she's shouting all this stuff about them uh, sharing the way to be saved. And Paul was fed up with it. So he turned around and cast that demon out of her in Jesus's name. And this led the odors of the slave girl to be quite angry because they could no longer make money off of her. And they dragged Paul and Silas to the marketplace to face the authorities. There they were beaten. They didn't even receive a trial. Um, Then they were thrown into jail. And uh, the jailer was told to uh, watch these men carefully. And as the night went on, these men, Paul and Silas, were just praising God, singing hymns to God, constantly praying to God. And even the other prisoners heard them. And then a violent earthquake comes and shakes the foundation of the prisons. The doors fly open. Everyone's chains comes loose. And the jailer thinks that everyone has escaped. So he almost is about to kill himself. And Paul's like, no, 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 no. We are all here. And the jailer's heart was turned in that moment. And he asked what he must do to be saved. And him and his whole household accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And then this, the jailer actually completely did a 180 and he, or 360, not 180, did a 360 and washed the wounds of Paul and Silas. And then later he was like, you guys can go in peace. And Paul was like, wait guys, no, we, we deserve to be escorted out because we were not even given a trial, although we were Roman citizens. And the magistrates were like, oh no, oh no. So they came and escorted them out. Paul wanted the, the, what's the word? The, uh, I can't think of the word. Um, um, uh, uh, the view, I guess, of the, the Philippi church that was just starting up, um, or the reputation, that was the word I was looking for, um, <laughs> of the church starting out in Philippi to be pure. He, he didn't want to be walking out as a criminal because he wasn't even a criminal. And then he just went about on his journey rejoicing. Alrighty, so why do you guys think I am sharing this piece of scripture with you today? Um, quite a lot was taking place in this scripture. 
um, we first see that Paul had a great amount of faith in God and cast out that demon in her in Jesus's name. And if you take a look, see over at Matthew 17, there, that was back when the disciples were asking Jesus why they couldn't cast out a demon. And he was like, you guys with little faith. So uh, we can see right here that Paul had great faith in God, great faith in Jesus to cast out that demon in Jesus's name. However, this is not the only great example of great faith in this story. When Paul and Silas were taken to that city to be beaten, they could have spoken up and said they were Roman citizens, so those beatings wouldn't have happened without a trial. However, they did not. They took those beatings all for Jesus, all to spread the gospel, and those beatings and spreading the gospel led to them ending up in jail. And while they were in jail, they were just praising God. They were joyful and praising God. And God heard their prayers. He showed up mightily because they did not speak up that they were Roman citizens. That jailer and his whole family were saved. If they would have spoken up, they would have not ended up in jail. That jailer and his whole family would not have been saved by Jesus Christ. This is life and death we were talking about. Right before that, the jailer was about to kill himself. But then he was spoken the word of Jesus Christ to him. And that saved his life and his entire family. This is life and death we are talking about, eternal life. And that jailer, his whole family, was his, their lives were saved because all because Paul and Silas had great faith in God and God showed up mightily and worked a miracle as he always does. And we see that while Paul and Silas are in jail, they have beatings still all over them. They're in so much pain. They have their wounds on them. The jail probably smelled bad. It was gross. They were probably weak and just wanted to go to sleep. But they were praying to God and singing hymns in this just horrible situation that they were in, they still found great joy to sing to God and give him thanks. And that is just a great example of whatever situation we are in, whatever hardship we are going through, God still deserves all the glory. You have no idea what he is going to do with this situation. And in this case, we saw that a, a jailer and his whole family were saved. And we just never have any idea during any hardship we are going to, God is going to show up mightily. He's going to do something amazing, even if we can't see that.